0: Chapter eleven of the subjection of Isabel Carnaby. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The subjection of Isabel Carnaby by Ellen Thornycroft Fowler chapter eleven janet field when the whitsuntide party at vernacre broke up gabriel went to complete his enforced holiday and regain his enfeebled strength at his mother's home in a small midland village about four miles from Murchester it was an ideal house for a widow lady of limited means not more than a cottage in size and design but stamped all over with the indelible and indescribable signs of refinement and ladyhood the way in which it draped itself with creepers was modesty personified and suggested all the sensitiveness and refinement which are associated with flowing veils and lace shawls its windows were so shaded with soft greenery that they could not properly lift their eyelids and face the sunshine and its chimneys were so clothed with the same that only the smoke which now and again emerged from their half-shut mouths proclaimed them to be anything so commonplace and obvious as chimneys at all which things were symbolical of the character of the owner of the cottage who had never called a spade a spade nor looked a bare fact in the face since the day she was born evelyn carr was one of those people who are known in their youth as lovely young creatures and in their later life as sweet women she was tall and slight with fair hair and blue eyes and a complexion that retained its apple-blossom tint even until the late autumn of life she was elegant rather than stylish lovable rather than fascinating she was amiability incarnate and unselfish to the verge of insipidity and in fact possessed all the virtues excepting strength courage and a sense of humour it really would have been difficult even had her friends and acquaintances been so uncharitably inclined to find any actual fault in mrs carr's character the absence of certain excellencies was the worst of which any one could accuse her that she had left undone sundry things which she ought to have done was sufficiently within the range of probability to entitle her to take her part in the general confession but that she had ever done anything that she ought not to have done was hardly credible to any one who enjoyed the pleasure of mrs carr's acquaintance her mind was cultured and refined but it was always enveloped in a soft haze too indistinct to be called a mist and too intangible to be described as a fog her distinguishing characteristic if such a term could be applied to a character where everything was indistinguishable was vagueness vagueness in thought in belief and in conversation in strong contrast to mrs carr was her adopted daughter janet field janet was no blood relation of mrs carr's if she had been her claim would have been too obvious to appeal to that excellent lady she was the only child of a fellow-officer of eveline's husband her father was killed in action a few months after her birth and her mother did not long survive him and the very fact that the infant had no claim whatsoever upon mrs carr's charity was the strongest claim that the child could possibly have had the only thing needed to clinch this appeal and to make it final and irresistible was the fact that the child should be utterly destitute and unable to repay mrs carr for any of the care and expense which that good woman was prepared freely to lavish upon her and this recommendation the poor baby possessed to the full therefore mrs carr being herself the widow of a young officer in very straitened circumstances with a boy of her own to bring up and educate saw no reason why she should not at once apply for the vacant post of little janet field's mother and the child's relations being ordinary selfish human beings were only too glad to take advantage of the pretty young widow's inexperience and impracticability and to shift the expense and care of the child from their shoulders on to hers which they promptly did and then washed their hands of all further responsibility thereby resigning for ever in favour of eveline carr their vested interest in all the blessings pertaining to the great inasmuch as ye did it to one of the least of these so it came to pass that gabriel carr and janet field were brought up as brother and sister she being a few years younger than he janet proved to be a most admirable and healthy element in the carr household whilst gabriel was idealistic and theoretic and his mother absolutely indistinct janet was the embodiment of definite clearness there was no vagueness about her no atmosphere even the lights and shadows in her mind were as clearly defined as the lights and shadows in an egyptian photograph even the grey matter in her brain could hardly have been so indefinite a colour as grey as it is in the case of the rest of us it must really have been actual black and white or else it never could have formed a part of janet janet not only knew exactly what she herself thought upon every subject under the sun she also knew that hers was the only point of view compatible with wisdom and honesty a most comfortable form of knowledge she treated mrs carr with unwearying indulgence and maternal solicitude the latter believed that she had adopted janet but in reality janet had adopted her and she worshipped gabriel with that absolute devotion which combines the love of sister and of wife and which is never felt save by those who fall in love as women with the men whom they played with as children in appearance janet was by no means as handsome as the cars but she was very pleasant-looking and not without a charm of her own she was under rather than over the medium height and inclined to be plump rather than slight her hair was brown and her eyes hazel and she had a bright pink colour in her rounded cheeks it never occurred to gabriel to fall in love with her as she had long ago fallen in love with him men keep the conjugal and fraternal affections much farther apart than women do when a man promises to be a brother to a woman he means to be a brother to her neither more nor less with all a brother's reserves and limitations but when a woman promises to be a sister to a man well if she does not mean him to make love to her she means something singularly like it it was to this little household that gabriel came straight from vernacre and highly delighted were both these loving women to welcome him they showed this delight in their respective ways his mother by putting vases of flowers on his dressing-table which upset themselves and baptized him with unclean water every time that he attempted to brush his hair and janet by seeing that his bed was aired and his wardrobe emptied of those overflow garments which are so apt to gather themselves together in the spare room of every small house i don't think gabriel is looking at all well janet remarked to mrs carr the first time after his arrival that he left them together gabriel's mother looked up from her knitting with a dreamy smile don't you love it hadn't occurred to me as he never has much colour his dear father having been pale with such chiselled features which are the prerogative of the carr family and came over with william the conqueror and settled there a very old family and always such beautifully shaped hands my boy is wonderfully like his dear father only a clergyman the clerical dress making a certain amount of difference from uniform and black of course always causing any one to look paler than in scarlet i know that gabriel is never rosy but i am sure that now he looks paler and more tired than usual janet persisted no my boy was never ruddy though of a fair countenance like david and goliath which i always feel is sin and his sermons are like the stones which he put in his sling and so fought against the enemy and prevailed though i cannot help thinking that a country parish would be better for him especially in the hot weather it is so difficult sometimes to reconcile one's duty with what is best for one's health like the pay in the indian army being so much bigger than at home and yet so hard to choose between leaving one's husband alone in india or one's children alone in england and i never think that female relations however kind are quite the same as one's own mother though i am sure dearest i have always tried to do my duty by you to live with mrs carr and to listen to all she said would have made life impossible janet never attempted or pretended to do it i am sure he is working much too hard on eveline mrs carr was the type of woman who always insists on being called aunt by all young persons not related to her by the ties of kinship do you think so dearest still after all youth is the time for work before the night cometh when no man can work or even take a canonry or a rural parish i am always hoping that in the future my gabriel will be given a canonry by some of his influential friends and a sweet home in some secluded close if not a rural parish with a good stipend and a substantial easter offering and one sermon a week with the curate preaching the other and that not always a new one it worried me his taking that suburban place continued the imperturbable janet it meant so much struggling and working it up and he was completely worn out already by his work in the slums i was always against st Ethelreda's, as you know still darling when a distinct call comes it seems hardly right to disregard it since as our duty is so shall our strength be even in a town parish without a curate and no endowment to speak of we must have faith according to our needs and rich people must have charity according to their means retorted janet or else how can the work of the church be carried on i always think that the clergy of the church of england are horribly underpaid nonconformists would scorn to be as stingy with their ministers as we are with ours yes dearest i have heard that said by quite clever people as a proof of disestablishment or disendowment or something of that kind but to my mind there is a solidity about a state church which the world cannot give nor take away even though the stipend be inadequate and often such large families an established church seems to me like family prayers in a private household beginning the day with an open acknowledgment that god is the head of everything and regarded as such even by the most worldly and ambitious all the same aunt Eveline, i think that the living of st Ethelreda's is too hard work and too little pay for gabriel well love since you think it i'll send in to marchester by the carrier to-morrow and get him a bottle of that tonic which did me so much good just after dear gabriel was born i frequently take it when i am at all run down and find it of the greatest benefit a mixture of quinine and iron for exhaustion and lassitude in water exactly half an hour after food mrs carr was the type of woman who usually relies upon home-made remedies for ordinary infirmities of the flesh but who in more urgent cases will now and again meet the emergency by a bottle of medicine from the chemist's to such women the advent of the doctor is on a par with the commendatory prayers but the wise janet shook her head prevention is better than cure she said and it is wiser to avoid being ill at all than to cure yourself by taking medicine of course dear love i admit that a stitch in time saves many a bottle of doctor's stuff and is less upsetting to thy digestion many people not being able to assimilate iron without headache and quinine in a liquid form but for such people there are always pills and so much more convenient if you are lunching or dining out all the same i am wretched about gabriel i am sure he isn't well and he isn't happy i saw it the moment he entered the house it was not easy to turn miss field from any matter on which her attention had alighted he may not be well my darling but i am sure he is happy since happiness consists in the fulfilment of duty unhampered by domestic trials and i know no man who so thoroughly fulfils his duty as my gabriel does excepting his dear father who if he had lived would by now have obtained his colonel's seat given the ordinary flow of promotion which is always quicker in time of war he is very like him i see it more and more being now so much the same age though slightly thinner and of course the difference in dress between a soldier and a clergyman as i've said before at that moment the subject of the lady's conversation entered the room and the discussion as to his physical condition had perforce to be dropped gabriel stayed on at his mother's living out of doors as much as possible in the bracing midland air but he did not gain strength as quickly as he had hoped and expected mrs carr naturally did not notice this but no symptom of his weakness and weariness was lost upon janet her eagle eye penetrated the depression that he fain would hide and she was not far from guessing the cause of that depression although she had no idea of the name of the woman who had caused it i cannot think what has come to me said gabriel to her one day as they were walking in the fields together i can was the prompt reply you have been doing too much for years and now the bill has come in and you have nothing to pay it with but i have been doing god's work not my own pleaded gabriel that has nothing to do with it if you spend more strength than you have got the fact that you have spent it on god's work won't keep you from breaking down just as if you spend more money than you have got the fact that you have spent it on charity won't prevent you from becoming bankrupt gabriel sighed. janet was as hard upon him as he had been upon mrs paul seaton only in janet's case he called it harsh dealing and in his own plain speaking the pronoun which we place before a verb makes all the difference to the verb we use for instance i speak the truth you are unwarrantably severe and he makes himself detestably disagreeable are really in essence the same verb adapted to fit the various pronouns you've got to use common sense even in religion janet went on as if she were stating a paradox well haven't i used common sense never you've never had an atom of it to use gabriel could not help laughing it was an old joke between them that janet had made a corner in the common sense of the little household but i have sometimes borrowed yours he argued and used that well it doesn't seem to have done much for you perhaps there wasn't enough of it as you have just so wisely remarked my dear janet i could not spend more of an article than i had got to spend and in the same way i could not borrow from you more of an article than you had got to lend then janet laughed too for she possessed that most excellent of all gifts in woman a perfect temper nothing ever put her out or even ruffled her and so she was eminently fitted for that vocation for which it is commonly and erroneously supposed that all women are equally fitted by nature the vocation of matrimony the power to become a good wife is as much a gift as the power to become a good painter or a good writer or a good musician and no woman has it who is not endowed either by nature or by grace with a good temper there is no quality which so mars and spoils and destroys the happiness of married life as bad temper true it interferes with the peace of all domestic relations and is not a comfort in any department of life but it is worse in a married woman than in a single one because a wife has far more power to make another person miserable than has a spinster and there is no more successful way of doing this than by a frequent display of temper therefore let the woman who has a bad temper which she cannot or will not control make up her mind to select the cloister rather than the hearth as her sphere of usefulness giving the word cloister the broadest and most modern interpretation possible inclusive of the college the club the art school the hospital the parish and the political platform for she is no more fit to be a wife than she is fit to be a steam engine and she might as well attempt to draw a railway train as to make a man happy it is not in her to do either janet field's amiability was established beyond doubt or demur, so much so that every man who did not marry her given the possibility of doing so made more or less of a mistake she had also another most valuable asset in married life a sense of humour though as is the case with all of us not as strong a sense as she herself believed it to be there are two things which every man or woman that ever was born believes about himself or herself namely that he or she has a strong sense of humour and is a small eater most people are convinced that they are poor sleepers as well but this is not quite so universal an article of belief as the other two i can't see the sense janet persisted of doing twice as much as you can to-day in order that you won't be able to do a quarter as much as you can to-morrow it seems to me poor economy i believe in putting one's whole strength into everything that one does and doing it with all one's might replied gabriel that is just what you would believe in it is exactly what i should have expected of you and janet shook her head as if she were reproving him for a fault gabriel was amused but not penitent then what do you believe in may i be permitted to ask in regulating one's expenditure by one's income and not by one's enthusiasms and in not putting more strength into a thing than a thing actually needs oh wise young judge how i do honour thee murmured gabriel in mock admiration but in spite of his gibes janet calmly had her say she was by no means a great talker but if she meant to say a thing she said it and it was generally to the point have you ever tried to open a door which you thought was hard to open and which was really easy and nearly tumbled backwards in consequence often and often that is just what you do with everything gabriel you put your whole heart and strength into the doing of something that anybody else would do with very little effort at all and then you fall backwards and hurt yourself and some day you'll fall backwards so hard and hurt yourself so badly that you'll never get up again then what do you want me to do to prevent this catastrophe gabriel still spoke mockingly but his mockery was kind take things more easily and consider yourself a bit oh gabriel and here the hazel eyes were raised pleadingly do take care of yourself you see you matter so dreadfully and it would be so terrible if you got ill or anything the expression in the hazel eyes was enough to touch any man even a man who had never regarded them as anything but sisterly eyes and it touched gabriel a good deal you see dear he said i have my flock to consider as well as myself you mustn't forget them but i do forget them i forget them utterly i don't care what becomes of them compared with you though janet's diction might be involved her meaning was clear i would sacrifice the whole of st etheldreda's parish to save you a pain in your little finger gabriel i would indeed what do the souls of a thousand costermongers matter in comparison with your health nothing at all oh hush janet hush you mustn't talk like that in the sight of god the soul of a costermonger is worth as much as mine besides he added whimsically they are not costermongers they are petty tradesmen of arrogant respectability and so their souls are worth more than a costermonger's because they are so much rarer but janet was too much in earnest to smile i'm not looking at it from god's point of view i'm looking at it from mine and aunt eveline's and it breaks both our hearts to see you sacrificing your splendid clever handsome self for a lot of horrid dirty good-for-nothing shopkeepers gabriel shook his head janet janet haven't i told you that they are not dirty i don't care no amount of washing will ever make a million of them equal to one of you and nothing could ever convince me that it will. End of chapter 11